This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift and I'm joined again by my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. Melanie, how are you? I'm really good. Thanks, Sean. How are you going? I'm great. Look, end of year again, another year of the podcast. So, um, oh, geez, it's been a big year, hasn't it? It's been a huge year and we're going to finish it off with a bang. Okay, so last episode of the year, let's talk about the year, Mel. You've got, you found some great stats. We got some great stats sent through from Apple and Spotify. Time to blow our own trumpet. How yes. have we gone? Oh, we've just done amazingly. So we we are listened all over the world, but we've Spotify's given us our top five countries that we're listened to. Australia obviously being number one, but yep. number two was the US, which oh, is that's just, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's not really hard to crack the US listener market. Three was Argentina. Right, four, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, four was Germany, and five was France. Wow, wow. So, well, thanks to everyone who's tuning in from the USA and France and Germany and Argentina and all over the world. We've had yeah. a lot of listeners in Singapore. We've had a lot of listeners in India. Yeah. Um, all, all over the, a lot in the UK. Yeah. So we were trending in the UK last year for a little while there. So yeah, I think that's amazing. And they've also said we've got 309 minutes of new content, which is more than 75% of other creators. So if you haven't listened, guys, if you have listened to our back catalog, go in. You've got three, you can, you can spend 309 minutes with us. Yes. And both Apple and Spotify subscribe you a personality as a podcast and we okay all right so yes. who's who's our personalities Mel who's so it's not our personality it's our listeners and right. it's, our category is the devotee so okay. yes when our fans this is this Spotify saying this when our fans love a podcast they really love it they're quick to support our new releases and play episodes more than once so wow. so we've got some devotees out there and, and we've that, got, and we've also, the stats that come through is that our completion rate of podcasts is, is 90%. Yeah, which is like, that That really puts us up there, like in terms of listeners. So we do so, have a really yeah. good, yeah, going through the whole episode. And so that, what that has done for us this year, Sean, is a 537% increase in streams, 473% wow. increase in listeners, and 146% increase in followers. So we'd just like to remind everyone out there that um, what really needs to happen for us is to subscribe. I know if, if you watch YouTube or anything like that, then subscribe is where you really can help support, get our stories out and our messages. Yeah, well, it really helps with the algorithm, Mel, and what, what happens on those big platforms like Apple and Spotify is it comes up on the trending list and it sort of really helps us get the message out there and, and share the show. So um, if you're... A dedicated listener, share it around, get people to subscribe, and um, it's it really helps us out, doesn't it? It's going to be a big year for, for us next year. We're sort of chasing a major sponsor for the show, so if anyone's got some ideas out there and wants to send us a direct message, we'd love to hear from you. So um, uh, congratulations, Mel. It's been a privilege again Sean. this year. Yeah, it's been great. Now, last year we finished off the year with the top Google trends of 2021, which was an interesting episode. If you want to go back and listen yeah. to it, it's still relevant today. But so we thought we'll do it again this year to wrap up the year. And it's amazing, Mel, yeah. how the eight, the top eight Google trends relate so directly to our podcast. 
Yeah. I, I, I really can't believe it. So let's go through them. What's number one? Number one is can I change? Can I change? Can I change? Yeah. Um, and I think that relates to number two, which is, you know, rebirth opportunities. So basically people want to like 2023 to be a rebirth and a coming back from what. Yeah. I so number one was how to change myself. And number two was how to be better. So there's a lot of people over the last 12 months that have, have been going through a lot of change, I think. Yeah. And, um, looking at ways to improve so i think there's a lot of people out there trying to get healthier trying to get fitter trying change to their jobs like change, change of... their jobs yeah there's been a big change there what have you done this mel this year mel change yourself how to be better what some of the things you've been working on i just generally like to get consistent on habits and and good things that I'm doing um this year's really gone quickly for me so I really have focused a lot on thinking about the podcast and what we can where we can take that so that's going to be like that's a number one thing for me but yeah just generally getting into a better frame of mind and I have um been through a fair bit of grief of what's happened over the last couple of years feeling you know we've talked about the disconnection from the community so just really being mindful and active of getting back and and connecting yeah, well, you've um, done your dance yeah. meditations yeah, and, dancing, and yeah. your um and your other meditation practice as well, which is really interesting too. Yeah, so that's a I, that's in a group environment. That is in a group environment. So, and I think that that is you know leads into number three, which is uh, can can I find how can I find my passion? And I think that's a question that's always coming up for you know, where, where do I direct that with my own energy? So, yeah, well, I think you're right. I mean, it is really related to the first one. So let's, let's, so number three, how to find my passion. So a lot of people are trying to change. So yeah. like you said, people are sort of changing jobs or changing careers. People are getting out of being stuck in a rut. Yeah. So how do they do that? Like, I mean, if you can find your passion and dedicate your work, essentially, then a lot of people are trying to do that now. Yeah. And I don't think they just want a hobby. I don't think they want to just find passion through hobby. I, I no, I agree. I mean, really important to actually live it, like live whatever you, and when we say passion, like I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm not really passionate about anything, but you know, when you really start to look within and, and look at what interests you, I think that can really drive where you go in terms of what you're doing every day and how you can make adjustments to help help you make that change if you if there's something you really want to do well look at what we've done i mean you and i've got a passion to help people through their mental health journey mainly because we have been and still are going through that ourselves and um you know we've dedicated a lot of time and effort into building this podcast and building our brand and it's our passion and you know hopefully you know that's this is what we we can do you know so a lot of people are doing similar things yeah definitely shifting making radical career changes making uh moving across the world moving yeah. to different areas giving new things a go and relationships like lots of friendships and relationships and that that are changing as well like and I well exactly as you know, Mel, like it's been a big year for me. It's been quite a, a challenging year for me again. Um, I, unfortunately, I, I went through you know, a marriage breakdown and, and, and that's been a traumatic time as, as, 
as good as both um, um, my wife Carm Carmen and I have handled it. Um, you know, we, it's been very amicable, and we, we've still got a very good relationship, and we're still very, very close to our daughter, both of us. But it has been a challenging time, and I know that there's a lot of other couples and a lot of other relationships that have gone through that experience and um you know people are, are trying to find their happiness yeah exactly sean and i'm just wondering and how like what's your been your takeaway from that this year and, and in terms of how it is for you as your identity and what you're moving forward from that like can you share that with the listeners well it is like I think it goes back to um, those first points as well, how to change myself and how to be better. And that's something that I'm really focusing on at the moment. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, you, when you've been in a long-term relationship and it breaks down, it takes a little bit of time to find yourself again. And, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's been difficult at times because um, you, you you've been part of a partnership and then now you're kind of on your own. Um, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. And, and um, uh, you know, like it's uh, all those practices that we've talked about on this podcast over the years, um, when things have been tough, and when I haven't been coping as well as I would like to, it's generally because I haven't been doing those things. Yeah. And so then it's refocusing on uh, what works. And for me, it's exercise, it's being outdoors, it's nature, it's spending time with friends and family. Um, and, you know, that's what I'm really trying to focus on. So now, like I've always been really a sort of dedicated father and that hasn't changed at all, but it's different. Different. It's different, yeah. you know, and um, so it, there's been a, a process there on on myself trying to work out, you know, how to do that. And then, and I have a lot more alone time. So how are you finding that? Because I know that that can be a big challenge for people when they come out of a long term relationship or marriage, yeah. and 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 they've not had long periods of being alone before in their in, in their possibly their whole life adult life so how how's how would how's that been for you in terms of getting through that loneliness and or feeling because there's a difference yeah. between feeling alone and being lonely right we I, I think that, that that's really important but yeah just um yeah, how's that yeah I think that I've always been pretty comfortable with my own company yeah so I'm I a lot of people say oh Sean's very extroverted but I, t I tend to disagree I think most people who know me pretty well know that I'm, I'm actually fairly introverted a lot of the time as well. So I kind of do, even even when I'm around a lot of people, I do kind of just sort of crave a little bit of time on my own uh, quite quite often. So, but it, it has been a lot more time on my own. So it, it it's been difficult. But I think over the last sort of month or two, um, I've become quite comfortable with it. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, just starting to having my own routines and being able to, you know, make decisions just by myself on those days where, where I'm on my own, where I can kind of really do 
you know, do what I want and not be rushing to be anywhere or have anywhere particular to go. Or um, so it's a, it it has been hard, but I think um, over time it's something that I'm starting to um, be quite comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so you've got to spend time with friends and family as much as possible. Yeah. And also uh, learning, I guess, to have that um, time on and off with Rosanna. That would have been a big change, right? Like with Absolutely. Like, yeah. So a dad and being a dad, which which is sort of, you know, an everyday task um, to, uh, you, you, you know, having having uh, my daughter 50 percent of the time. But at the same time. I'm kind of always being a dad, you know, like, um, you know, I'll always ring and check in. I'll always make a phone call every day. I'll, um, uh, you know, attend anything that I can, whether it's a party or whether it's, um, you know, my, my little girl just got graded for her jujitsu class and oh, she yeah. got a yellow belt. So, you know, I really yeah. like to go to those things in the school concerts. And even though it might not be my day, um, uh, Rosanna's mum and I have a very good relationship and um you know we sort of make sure that we do have those special family moments uh still still together yeah right well sean i think also that what's been critical for you and it comes down to number four on the list is how to be a better friend and i know friendships have been really important for you and i i'm interested on how people that's number four Uh, you know there's it's not how to be a better partner or how to be a better employee it's that's in in the top a's how to be a better friend well i found this fascinating and you know we had a really good episode on friendship where we both of you and i sort of shared our um thoughts on that and it's definitely worth a listen if you haven't heard that episode um but i think that people have been sort of shut away from their friends for so long um, and, and people are sort of rekindling those relationships. And I think people are getting more self-aware now. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely, like, just, yeah, looking within and, you know, maybe looking at some of the things that they've always done without really thinking about why they do them and, you know, where they're at. And I, I definitely think that self-reflection is becoming something that's is becoming critical to people. I, I agree. I agree, and I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, it's the only way we can evolve, really, as a as a, as a humanity. Like if we continue to do that, because if you go through life not really questioning or asking why you're making the decisions or why how you've ended up where you have, then there can be no change. There can be no personal development that you can't grow. So I think that that is last few years have offered a big opportunity on a collective to to think about that stuff and i think people are just starting to well not starting to but i think people are uh, are really looking at the value of those friendships yeah yeah and you know we I, i sent you some information a couple of weeks ago um which we may do an episode on down the track but there was some research that came out of the USA about, you know, how much time people spent in certain, in certain periods of their life, whether it was with their family, whether it was with their work colleagues, with, when it was with their friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And sort of between that 18 years to 24 year age group was the peak time that people spent with their friends. And then it sort of drops off. Mm. And, um, you know, the statistics show that the older people get, the less their friendship group is, they might have more colleagues, they might have more associates, but their circle of friends grows smaller. Yeah. And I think when that happens, and so we know that our demographic that listens to this show is pretty much Gen Xs. Yeah. We, we have we have a range of um, people, but the statistics that we're getting through from Spotify is that, you know, most people that are listening to our show are sort of in their late 30s to late 40s. Yeah. And I think that um, when, you've, when your circle of friends narrows, then those relationships become much more important. And so I think it's a great thing that people are starting to look into, well, how can I be a better friend? What can I do to sort of um, develop those relationships, make those relationships closer, make those relationships better? I think it's a fascinating that it's in the top eight. And I do think that as you get older, you do realise, and particularly if you've got kids and you've got other commitments, that you're really get down to you know maybe two or three maybe four um close friends but you don't really have the capacity for more than that like certainly acquaintances but you know I think it becomes smaller as you get older like friends that you really would have those really deep and meaningfuls with yeah and look and and like we said on the episode our friendship episode you know a lot of guys in their 40s and 50s you know that a lot of them don't have a lot of friends yeah so I think people are placing a lot more value in in that space, in that friendship group. And, um, you know, I think it's just all related. You know, yeah. people are looking to change. They're saying, well, look, I don't want to be stuck at work all the time. I don't want to be stuck in this rat race or this treadmill yep. of KPIs and budget reports yeah. and oh, you know just like that, just you saying those words like, like i know like, i know green. you know but, and I, well, that's performance what reviews and all that sort of stuff yeah. i mean it becomes so overwhelming that people are looking to find their passion they're looking how to change themselves and part of that is saying i want to spend more time with friends and family yeah and i guess that leads into number five which is how, how do i start again how to start again like that's like that's like it seems like an everything like how do I start everything again? Like, it seems like such a general. Look, I love this topic, Mel. And, and, and people who follow our podcast regularly know that our part of our mission, part of, you know, part of our, our, our brand is make a comeback. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Make a comeback, how to make a comeback. And Mel, you and I, we've, we've, been through the lows and we've we've done it a couple of times yeah to be honest yeah. and in in a way i'm probably going through that a little bit again now but um you know like i think people have taken some hits over the last couple of years yeah redundancies uh the the economy is getting tough um you know people have gone through big changes whether it's relationship changes, whether it's work changes, whether it's career changes, whether it's any kind of setback and they're or looking to say, the feeling of control. Like we've had a lot of control imposed. Like, so even just people feeling like they haven't had the ability 
to start yeah, again. Yeah, how do I start again? Being taken away, and yeah, so I think that that's. And, so and, Mel, you and I, we've both made a comeback. Yes, and what, what? How did we do it? How did you do it? What's some of the main points that you did? Um, I really think that everything to me starts with self-awareness and building on that you know looking at your past patterns and behaviors and things that have may have influenced that and are leading to the same outcome for me it was repetition of bad outcomes <laughs> and i'm just okay. like yep. you know eventually you're just like okay what am i doing what steps am i doing to continually get the same outcome um so right. for me yep. like obviously having rewired my brain after a massive brain injury that I, it was literal for me. Like I literally thought about how I could, it, and I think we've spoken about this. It's not about rewiring the brain. It's about repatterning, repatterning all of your habits yep. and repatterning, but your core beliefs, what, where do they come from? You know, they could come from your parents when you're growing up and colleagues. So basically for me, and it doesn't have to be. And like values, and beliefs values, and values. Beliefs and values and boundaries were a massive one for me, like having some boundaries in my life. You know, it doesn't have to be as dramatic. For me, it had to be dramatic because I literally was rebuilding myself, like literally physically everything, mentally and spiritually. But I think that, um, you know, you have to really do that full evaluation of everything that you've done. But I think patterns are a big one because, yeah, when people say oh, I'm back here again or I'm in the same situation or, you know, like that that tends to be what can lead to depression and what can lead to a sense of not getting anywhere or a lack of hope. And it's yeah. just that I do hear that from, and I've heard it over the years from clients as well that I'm coaching, like it's I'm, I'm here because I just want to stop this, stop this from happening over and over again or I just want to feel differently. Um, yeah, I want to start. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think those values are a big part, Melanie. The and, values and are massive. Yeah. And um, those beliefs and values. And for me, for me, and, and we spoke about this in my interview when we first, one of our first ever episodes, and I think we spoke about it in yours as well. But for me, it was about letting go of that ridiculous sense of identity. Yeah. that I had that had nothing to do with me as a person. No, and we were both. My identity both was completely based on what I did for a job. That was the same for me. And so in that way, I know that we were talking about it where we, we often attach that to men, but for me it was exactly the same because I came from male environments like the military and government. And for me it was the same that my work was my entire identity. And that came undone in 2011 when I just created, I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done yeah. in organisations. Yeah. I'm done being part of whatever they tell me that I am, you know. And I really, that's when I really looked at all my values and like, I'm, my values aren't my employers. My values aren't, you know, like, who am I if I am not this job, you know. Exactly. And, you know, that was really, it was That was the easy. biggest challenge for me, Mel. Yeah. Was to, was to was to let go of that. Like once I let go of that and and realised that I had to make a change, I had to make a change. If I wasn't going to let go and make a change, I was, I was not going to get through. Yeah. And so when I let go of that identity and really focused on my beliefs, my values, who I was as a person, put my 
attention into friends and family and nature and exercise and meditation. Then once I started to say, well, the, this is who I am inside. This is who I really am. Then I, I started to rebuild. I started again. I made a comeback and it wasn't easy. I'm telling you now, it wasn't easy. It took a long time. But once I sort of let go of that sense of identity, then I could start to make a comeback. And then after a while, like now I have a thriving small business. Yeah. You know, I, I provide employment, you know, for a couple of casual staff and, um, you know, work is important to me again, but I'll never let it get back to the same as what, um, you know, to, 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 to the way that I was. Because now for me, like there's so many other important things that I'd like to do that I, I have a, a total belief and passion in that's you know, this podcast being one of them, Yeah, you know, like, so, you know, like I, like, you know, I put a lot of myself into this. So, you know, I think for my advice, I, I think you're right. If you want to make a change, you want to make a comeback, you've got to really work on what your beliefs are and what your values are. Yeah. And then that fits and, in with and, and let go of that stupid sense of identity that has been programmed into you. Yeah. And, you know, that leads on to number six was how I can create change. Well, we've created change through this podcast. So creation is, is a lot more active than can I change? So it's a different thing, right? Like, well, how can I create change? So that's it's a, a very selfless one, this one, isn't it? Yes. And that is that's where we're heading as a humanity is how can I create change for everybody to me, like the collective consciousness, because it is very different from can I change to what, you know, how can I create change? That they're, they're really different things. Like even though they sound similar, that, that word in their creation is really where it's at. Yeah. I think this is really interesting as well. And I think, you know, I think that you can just do small things. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think we should get out there is that it doesn't have to be massive, does it? Like you, you really just just by living your truth and those small habits, then you can just be an example. That's how you can create change by living. Yeah, your and if you've got and, a if you've got a passion for something and you're throwing your energy into it, that's obviously that's going to create you know, it's going to create change for whoever's doing that. It might end up providing some employment for someone. It might end up providing some, a really great service for a customer, whatever it is, you know, it can be yeah. those small things. And, you know, I think people are looking to do more work in the community. I think people are volunteering a little bit more. And it's so hard with the busyness of our lives to do that nowadays, I think. But I think people are really trying to, look at ways that they can make a little change in their community. So my advice would be to start small. Well, then that ties on to the last two, and that's all the overarching theme of everything, is how to be fearless and how can I evolve? So that kind of wraps up everything, you know, like what we've already oh, been no. talking about, you know, like that big one, you know, how to be fearless. Well, that is really tied in with living your truth and, you know, making big big scary changes in your life when they just might be so frightening but that is really the way fear, fear is, is a big thing oh yeah yeah it is like the fear of the unknown and the fear of pain at the moment um it's on the shelf behind me actually and it's it's called 
feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh, and yeah, I've always taken a bit of a, it's a great book. And, a great I, and I read it, I read it years ago and I'm rereading it at the moment. And, and it's very interesting to reread again. And I've always been the kind of person that's taken a risk. Like I'm pretty entrepreneurial and I've, I've given a lot of things a go over the years and some things have been successful and some things have failed. And, um, but I tell you what, I've always, I don't look back at with regrets on any, anything that I've given a go. You know, yeah. like most of most of the things have led to something else. Even the yeah. things that didn't work led to something else positive. Yeah. Whether it was a new circle of friends or 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 a different sort of opportunity business wise, or um, that you just learnt, um, you know, a whole lot of new skills uh, or a whole different skill set. You know, by giving something a go, you I don't really think you can fail. Yeah, and I think my motto has been, this is just for me personally, but the universe rewards me for being brave. It always has. Like if I want to make a big, brave decision, then, yeah, I feel like that comes back and in big space. Like I'm basically... Well, you made a big, brave decision by just saying, I remember when you said to me, Sean, I'm moving from Brisbane. I'm moving out of Brisbane. I'm going to Newcastle. I said, what's yeah. in Newcastle? Well, I hadn't lived here for 20 years. Like I knew, you know, like it was just. It was radical. Was like, you just oh shifted God. on your own. That was a big change. But look what's happened down there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and there could be another change on the card soon. And that and to be open to that as well. But yeah, I think that, um, I think that that would be helpful for people going into the next year to remove fears is to really start getting clear and what it is you really want to do and be and what you want to change and what habits you want to evolve and what values you really want to live by, like defining your top three values and they are your life philosophy. Like, you know, like they, they can change, but even for people just to list their top values, not many people can do that. So even just over Christmas, just thinking about what that means. That can just be a, an act of. Well, Mel, I, I remember you gave me some advice years ago, just before we started the podcast. And you always said, you said to me, what you got to do is you just got to think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Yeah. What's the worst case scenario if I give this a go? And, and, and sure, you might think to yourself, okay, well, it is just too much of a risk. I need to build up my skills or I need to get some money behind me or I need to do some training before you take the leap. But once you've sort of done that risk assessment, then you can work it out. Well, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. You know, that once you've, once you kind of feel comfortable with what that worst case scenario is, then you can give it a go. But it doesn't mean to say that you, you can't start to get things in place beforehand, start yeah. planning things out, start getting things organized. Well, what, where am I sure? What, what, what do I need to do to, to, to not have the fear? Um, you know, and that might mean doing some training, doing some personal development, learning some new skills, uh, talking to your bank manager, whatever it is, if you want to sort of try a different project. Um, well, I think the big thing, if I think about what holds particularly a lot of Australians back is having big mortgages and, and feeling like there is no room to do anything different but other than to service a mortgage. And that is becoming obviously it is. Know, a big concern. And I think that is like a lot of people listen to the types of 
things that we're just talking about for the last 40 minutes. And they're like, yeah, I'd love to do that, but I've got to pay that mortgage. And yeah, I think that is a big thing. Right. And, and then I think then, then you would have to make some really radical change, you know, like downsizing or like getting rid of a more, you know, like, I, I think that that is something that we should put out there because I know that that is something that people feel really constricted by, like, and it's getting harder. It's Everything's getting harder. expensive. Interest yeah. rates are going up. So the mortgages are getting tighter. So it is harder. It is harder. And that's why people are starting to look at well, how do I become fearless? Because it, it's the, the fear is there for a reason. Yeah. But like in this book that I'm reading, the fear is there for a reason. It stops yeah. you doing stupid things. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it should do. But it's just been, I guess, kind of hijacked by the modern world into fearing absolutely everything, right? Like, so Mel, you and I, we were, we were, we were very nervous about putting out our first couple of episodes on the podcast. We thought, what, what's going to happen? You know, mm. I thought if we had fifty listeners, that'd be incredible. Yeah, and you know, God, I mean that surpassed everything. And there was still, there's still a little bit of anticipation and nervousness each time we put out an episode, but you know, we, um, we had to be brave to put this out. Yeah. And that is how we have evolved in the <laughs> last one year. Now, when we read this before and you said to me, oh yeah, the last point, how can I evolve? So is that Neurolink? We're going to get implants. Oh, we're going to get, no. we're going to get a chip. We're going to get microchips. <laughs> But just yeah. download Spanish. Yeah. That is Neuralink sounds like it's an amazing new thing. But if you go and read go onto the Neuralink website, listeners, and it's like, oh, that doesn't sound really like how anyway, I'm just joking. So um, so how can we evolve, Mel? What what's your thoughts on that last point? It's interesting, isn't it? Top eight. How can I evolve? Yeah, I think that really everything begins with the self. Like, so it's yep. not a matter of when I meet this person or when I get this job, absolutely everything. If we want to make any evolve as humanity, then everything has to begin with itself. And that's what it, it's all about. Like, it's not about waiting for something external to happen. It's all driven from within. And that really is the only way that I can see that we evolve as humanity, like really going in and into ourselves and, you know, determining our own authority and, and really understanding ourselves and, and why we do things and, and and not as making judgments on yourself, but just observing yourself, even if you do an experiment on yourself and just observe how you go about your life every day, you know, and and how how that's contributing to things that are happening in your life, even just that those simple things. Um, that to me is evolution. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. And I think as well is that I think now to evolve as a society or, or as, as, a, as a community is that we actually have to go back a little bit. And, and, and I think that we need to sort of focus on those smaller communities, smaller areas within our community. Can I tell you something really amazing that happened yesterday? I, I've just moved into a new house a couple of months ago 
and it's um, not far from my old house, but it's a beautiful little spot and, and my house backs onto this beautiful little park and playground. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a flyer, very nice glossy flyer put in the mailbox that just had join us for the, um, the Oakley Park Christmas party um, just for, for the local community. And I thought, oh, great. And it turned out that my next door neighbours, who I've only met recently, last couple of months, but very, very lovely people, young couple in their early 40s, couple of young kids, it turns out that they organised it. Now, there's no official Oakley Park Community Association. There's not even a mm. Facebook group or there's not anything like that. It's, it's just they put it out and then a couple of other neighbours sort of got together and said, oh, well, we can help out with this and that. And so yesterday we all kind of went down there to the park. I ended up cooking the barbecue. <laughs> My little girl came, there was kids everywhere. Santa visited and there was toys for the kids. Just little, just a little glow stick and some whistles and everyone had something to eat. People bought some cakes and people bought some lamingtons and there was people bought some champagne and a couple of beers. And it was a fantastic afternoon that yeah. was just started by a young couple that thought it'd be really great just to get the community together and meet everyone without there being a committee or yeah. being a board or being an AGM or having their books audited. Everyone just chipped in 20 bucks yeah. and bought yeah. a bit of food. And I just thought that that's the way to really evolve our communities now is to Absolutely. go back to that grassroots. Yeah. We, you don't need a big association. You don't yeah. need a council. You don't need government to help out with any of that sort of thing. Yeah. You can just do it. And that's what I'm saying about doing something little. I mean, the people that organise it, my neighbours, great people, they got a lot of enjoyment and satisfaction out of it. Yeah. Everyone involved had just had a really great time. We got to meet all the neighbours. So... You know, now I've got the neighbours saying, well, you know, Sean, if you get stuck and you need someone to look after Rosanna, just drop her around to our place or bring Rosanna around for a play if she's at home on her own. It's just, you know, now, even today, just as I walked out to put the bins out, I talked to a couple of people out on the front street that I met yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's, that's exactly what we're going to start seeing happening. And so my point, my, my thoughts on how to evolve personally so, you know, the things that I'm doing is letting go, Mel, letting yep. go of that programmed identity, yep. finding your true values, true true beliefs and true boundaries and, and, and really working on what that inner self is, not yep. what the program, the program that you got from school and uni yep. and college and TAFE and your workplace and your corporate training and your health and safety things and all that sort of stuff like it's or what you, what your last performance review said like you've really got to sort of do that inner work and there's some of the things that we've discussed on the podcast over the years that I really recommend people to do is do some exercise spend time in nature spend plenty of time with your family and friends and meditation and Sean I think that's a great way to wrap up our final episode of the year because you just perfectly summarized everything that we're about and what we believe in in that last minute well this whole whole list has summarized our podcast mel yeah yeah make a comeback 
Make a comeback. 2023, make a comeback. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Have Christmas. A fantastic New Year. Mel, Merry Christmas to you. It's been Merry Christmas to Sean. a really great year. I've really, um, I've loved it. I've loved yeah. every episode we've done this year. It's been yeah. great. Yep, it's been awesome. All right. So stay safe over the holidays, everyone. We'll have a, a bit of a break, I think. We'll probably put something out, you know, after the new year period. So um, go back and listen to some of our old episodes. Over Make sure holidays. you subscribe. Yeah, over the holidays. Good time to spend some time with the Balanced Brain crew. So um, share it with your friends. Do us a favour and subscribe, whether it's on Apple or Spotify. I know it sounds like we're selling ourselves, but it really helps with the That's algorithm. Just... Melanie, I've got big plans for the podcast for next year. So um, uh, stay tuned because we've got some exciting things coming up. So have a great Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy right. New Year, Mel. Merry Thanks, Christmas. Sean. Happy New Year to you. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.